So today we're going to talk about the Empress in peculiar times. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody have a comb so I can make sound effects? No. <laughs> Let's just do one of a cat purring. Cute. <laughs> And welcome back to the Capricorn Diaries. This is a podcast on tarot and how it moves in day-to-day life. In contrast, in comparison to the way that we see it as a textbook-defined sort of deal. So today we're going to be talking about the Empress. And with us on today's episode is Joelle. Joelle is a tarot reader and an artist. So you can find her tarot reading space at Mystic Tenola on Instagram. Hey, it's your girl, Mystic Tinola. <laughs> and for the um, astrologer enthusiasts out there, in case you're wondering, my big three is Taurus, Sun, Libra, Rising, Aquarius, <laughs> Moon. And for those who don't get it, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay too. Yeah. So Joelle, maybe you can tell us a bit about your tarot journey, how you got into tarot and everything. I was first aware of tarot... Um, back in high school, like someone just brought a tarot card and uh, um, I decided to just read up on it. But I didn't get my first deck until I was in college. Mm-hmm. And it was only around 2013 that I actually started pulling cards for myself, keeping a journal and practicing for other people. Right. So for those of you guys who might not know this, which is most of you, <laughs> Joelle and I used to be roommates. And I think in the first episode of this podcast, I mentioned that I got into it because my roommates were into it. So Joelle is one of my roommates yeah. who were super yeah, into it. Represent. <laughs> right. So you mentioned that um, you started pulling cards like since 2013. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really cool. So you have kind of um, a wide pool of experience to kind of draw from when we talk about today's card. Uh, Yeah, definitely. Mm. I mean, when you start learning tarot, it's really, I mean, it's really to just learn the basics, Mm. uh, being a little more familiar with the imagery, symbolisms. And then as you continue your practice a little more consistently, that's when you realize how some meanings get modified mm. or they have deeper context right. as you live your life mm-hmm. as well and put it in the context of the cards as you change as you go through changes in your life. Right, right. So it's sort of like the meanings of the cards themselves are dynamic also. Exactly. Right. Speaking of, let's dive into what today's card will be. So today we are talking about the Empress. Yes, that's my homegirl right there. <laughs> I always sort of think of you when I think of the Empress, actually. But yeah, because so the title of today's episode is The Empress, Pregnant or Pregnant with Emotion. 
Because I remember like one of the first readings that you did for me. You were mm-hmm. like, so there's this girl and she's like the pregnant bitch. <laughs> but that doesn't mean you're pregnant. <laughs> it could be like you're pregnant with inspiration. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember it, but that does sound like something I would Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, so on that note, those of you guys listening at home or in transit or maybe at the office, if you guys have a deck with you, you might want to pull out the Empress card or you can also just Google it to sort of follow us along when we talk about certain symbolisms within the card. Oh yeah, and that's for the Rider-Waite-Smith edition. Okay, so let's dive into the vital statistics of this card. So the Empress is a major arcana card and the number associated with it is the number three. And here are some of the textbook meanings. And this is according to the source, biditaro.com. So when the Empress is upright, she can stand for femininity, beauty, nature, nurturing, and abundance. And reversed, she stands for creative blocks and dependence on others. So I was really excited to talk about this part with you, Joelle, because I know that you don't read reversals. So tell us a bit about that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. uh, For the longest time, I've been reading the cards upright. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. I just never had the inclination to read reversals because when you pull cards, for example, for a spread, Mm -hmm. um, you can already tell by the surrounding cards, the sequences that it comes in. Um, Like maybe any negative or blocked energies to a card. Mm. So what's interesting is when I first decided to um, make a tarot account and, I don't know, take my tarot practice a little more seriously, uh, that's when cards started appearing in, in reverse. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. So actually, it was only until recently that I would read them in reverse. Mm-hmm. But uh, but for the most part, I still... Like, I'm sorry, I still <laughs> prefer to read them upright. <laughs> no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get what you mean. Mm-hmm. It's like the placement of the card already gives you a semblance of the context. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. so it's like you don't need to read it reversed per se. I think... I think it just helps sometimes. Like, for example, if it's a spread that's very loose with a placement or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's talk a little bit more about practical experience. Have you... <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what areas of life have you sort of associated with the Empress throughout your tarot practice? Surprisingly, when it comes to topics about my health mm-hmm. or other people's health, the Empress... Besides to make an appearance. <laughs> um, yeah, because um, if you look at the imagery mm-hmm. of the Empress, she's like covered with images of fruit. She's surrounded by nature. And mm-hmm. there's, I believe, like grains or corn at right. her feet. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is, uh, behind the card, there's the symbol of Venus. Right. So Venus is my chart ruler. Mm-hmm. So... Maybe tell us a bit more about that and the connection to the ascendant sign, which you mentioned earlier. Okay. So Venus is my chart ruler because, um, as I mentioned before, I'm a Libra rising and a Taurus sun. And it it just happens that both of those signs traditionally are ruled by Venus. Mm. And if, sorry for going a bit off topic here. Yeah, it's okay. But uh, (laughs) but, uh, Venus happens to be 
uh, in my birth chart in the sixth house. Okay. And for those who aren't aware, sixth house is associated with health, daily practices. Mm -hmm. So the fact that Venus comes up for me every time I have like a health related question, it really wants me to to nurture and nourish myself physically. Mm -hmm. And it really cautions me against overindulging because that's like the negative side of Venus, especially in the Empress card overall as well. Right. It's so interesting that you sort of talk about that, like how the meanings can change depending on your birth chart and astrological shiz. Mm -hmm. Because for me, um, my Venus is in Capricorn. (laughs) Which I guess is like, oh wow, like this bitch, like, (laughs) you know, like, um, well, so I'm a Capricorn sun. So for me, I've always seen that association as kind of like, I find that that certain flirtatiousness that I tend to associate with the Empress also Mm. has... (laughs) Oh my God! (laughs) Oh my God, you guys! No, but yeah, I sort of end up associating that flirtatiousness with like a sort of vigor toward work or toward whatever that area of my life is. sexy. (laughs) So if I pull it for a certain situation, it's like, oh, I I really like being in this element or like I really find a certain sense of pride in that which is very different from like the health thing yeah so it's interesting like how different those things are yeah because the Empress uh, plus the association of Venus Mm. um, is also about self-worth and self-esteem so yeah I guess um, when you talk about it that way it Mm. really is about being able to bring out that vigor and desire and act on it. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do this. (laughs) How about when you've pulled it for other people? Like what are some of the experiences that you've had? Ooh, girl. (laughs) girl. Spill the tea. Okay. So, um, admittedly, I don't get the Empress for me a lot Mm -hmm. personally, but for other people, especially in a relationship or romantic uh, Readings. Yeah. She didn't get pregnant by herself. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, mostly for people who are single, who um, who are asking me questions like, am I going to find a romantic partner? Or when am I going to find like the one? Mm -hmm. Um, For me, when I see the Empress, it's all about focusing on self-love or self-nurturing. Because... Um, the Empress represents being able to meet your needs or having mm-hmm. someone meet your needs with you. So it's almost saying that you have to love and respect yourself enough to be clear and direct on what your needs are right. before you know you can decide on uh, what kind of part. Uh, sorry, what kind of relationship mm-hmm. you want to have. So if you know what your needs are and you know what kind of relationship. Uh, you want to have it'll Mm. be easier for you well I guess not easy but it'll be unique experience for you to find someone right right and have like a deep abundant relationship with them which is Mm. big empress energy right definitely Mm -hmm. so I think there's sort of this um common I guess like misconstruance of mm-hmm. the Empress in a love spread. Like a lot yeah. of people are like, oh my God, the Empress, like I'm going to meet him this yeah. year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Like people get a little overexcited when they see the Empress. And I'm like, I mean, I get it. Because mm. 
I mean, it could also indicate that this could be a time when you could like attract someone right. or maybe you just have a little more charisma mm-hmm. at this point in your life, which makes you more, you know, hot. <laughs> yeah. Like, ooh, that like, hot ooh. tamale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, but uh, most of the time, uh, let's not forget that the Empress is the mother archetype. Right. So it's about really about self-mothering, mm-hmm. being able to meet, I suppose, being able to meet your needs and desires instead of expecting other people to be responsible for your needs. Right. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm. Especially since she's so like steeped in her glory, you know? Like on yeah. the card, it's like there's no room there for, not for anyone else, but it's like most of it is coming from her. Like yeah, that's exactly. Always, yeah, the impression that I got. Um, did you always have a good relationship with the Empress as a card? Or like has your perception of the card throughout the years changed? Well, for the first few years that I was studying Tarot, I only, well, not only, but I mostly associated her with like the mother figure mm-hmm. or like a matriarch or she represents like a matriarch in someone's life. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you know, as you go through uh, your 20s and <laughs> like, I don't know, just rediscovering yourself as a right. woman, your identity, mm-hmm. your orientation and all of that. Right. And I guess you're, when you realize what makes a deep and meaningful connection, all sorts of relationships, it's a, it doesn't have to be strictly romantic. It can be platonic. Mm-hmm. It can be like business. You start to realize that to be able to connect deeply with others, you have to connect with yourself first. Right. And being able to, I suppose, put yourself first mm. as a person overall. It's kind of like on the airplane, right? Like when mm-hmm. the plane goes down, if you're with an infant, you put the mask on yourself first so mm-hmm. that you can tend to the infant after. Because if you put them first and then you die, like there's really nothing that you can do anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, the Empress, I feel, is also like a big self-care energy kind of card too. Mm. Because, I mean, look at her. She's like living her best life <laughs> in nature. Right. And she's like looking bougie F with, I don't know what she's sitting on, like a throne or a bolster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like who does that in the middle of, <laughs> of a, a garden? <laughs> yeah, it's like a garden with like watery stuff. <laughs> yeah, so... That's my take, <laughs> or at least <laughs> that's how my uh, that's how my relationship has changed with the Empress over the years. Right, right. When I first got her, I was actually scared because, like I said, like people, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Uh, I can't be pregnant. My mother will kill me." <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, but um, mm-hmm. initially, I think when I was looking at all of the women mm-hmm. in the tarot, I feel like I didn't connect so much with the major arcana women. Mm. I feel like initially I was very drawn to the Queen of Wands and the Queen of Cups, but not so much the major arcana women. And then even when I started sort of getting more into that, I liked the star the most. And I don't know if that's just because like Aquarius rising. So yeah, right? yeah, yeah. that's the card. Mm. Like I was like, I like her. <laughs> <laughs> She's like a naked baby, like <laughs> pouring the water everywhere. <laughs> But I wasn't so into the Empress. But mm-hmm. then it was the Wild Unknown deck that actually got me interested in the Empress. Because the way that the Empress is portrayed in that deck is a tree and it's glowing like pink and oh, purple. Yeah, 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 that one. So then 
when I started like researching on what she meant, mm-hmm. then I really liked getting her because like I said, it always that card has always sort of symbolized something positive for me or yeah, has sort of marked positive instances in my life. Yeah, because um, the Empress also represents success or reward after mm. a period of struggle or hardship. So wow. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah I didn't know that. Oh, <laughs> now you know. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to Queerance Corner, our segment where where we ask people to ask us questions on Instagram. So watch out for that also. Follow us on Instagram at the Capricorn Diaries and we open the ask box every week. Okay. <laughs> So here are some questions from our Instagram followers. First question. You know how some people say, don't fuck with Ouija boards? (laughs) Does that Mm -hmm. same logic go for tarot? Is it dangerous to fuck with tarot? Mm. I am interested to hear what your (laughs) your opinion is first. Okay. Okay. Mm. Well, the thing about Ouija boards is I always think about that movie with Marisa Tomei and Robert Downey. (laughs) Only you. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. Okay. It's this rom-com from the 90s. And Marisa Tomei is like obsessed with this guy named Damon Bradley. Because when she was a kid, like they did the whole Ouija board thing. And then she asked like, who's my soulmate? And it spelled out Damon Bradley. And then like the week before she's about to get married, she gets a phone call. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's for her husband. And then she's like, oh, he's not here. And then the guy's like, okay, can you leave him a message saying that I can't make it? Because I have a business trip to Italy. And she's like, okay, can I get your name? And it's Damon Bradley. So she's like, oh my God. So she runs away to Italy. She's like, I need to meet this guy, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, I won't spoil, I won't spoil the 20 year old movie for people who haven't seen it. But I always think of that when I think of Ouija boards. In the, toward the end, they find out that it was actually her older brother who was like moving the thing when she was younger. Yeah. So, so I don't know. Like, I've never really thought of Ouija boards as something serious only because I've never, really tried it in that capacity. I see. Okay. Well, for me in general, anything that uses to invoke an entity or a spirit, if you know, if you're into that level of woo, Mm -hmm. it's something that no one should do or enter into lightly. Right. Right. But uh, going back to the question, Ouija boards, regardless if you believe in them or not, the nature of those tools is to invoke spirit or an entity but tarot cards are more of an intuitive exercise in my opinion at least mm-hmm. because I don't know I never really incorporated or associated tarot with anything other than you're just looking at images and trying to make sense of its symbolisms together right like right. Uh, I'm very rational mm-hmm. or at least I'm a little more analytical mm-hmm. than most people in the tarot community. And I'd like to think that's my strength. Right. So yeah, in my opinion, it they're not really the same thing, Ouija and tarot. Yeah, I tend to agree, actually. I feel like with Ouija, there's a lot of questioning like, is this really you? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, like for the Ouija practitioners out there. But it's a lot of like, 
uh, oh spirit or whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no hate. I yeah, mean. yeah, no hate, no hate at all. And I think it takes a lot of courage actually, like to try that out. Because me, like, holy shit, no, thank you. <laughs> but, 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 um, yeah, with tarot, I've always seen it more as like a barometer, mm-hmm. like what's going on right now. Although there are times where it has predicted stuff for me, I feel like that's also just because that's where it was going. Oh yeah, I anyway, mean, no right? doubt. Mm-hmm. I mean, tarot does have a predictive element, no right. matter how you practice it. Right, right. Okay, so our second question. Do cards within the tarot share meanings? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, example. Okay, so since we're talking about the Empress, the Empress's... What's the proper term? Empress? Empress <laughs> reflection? <laughs> yeah. Or like the reflections of the Empress in the tarot deck are actually... The queen court cards. Mm, right. So the different queens in the deck actually represent different aspects of the empress. Mm-hmm. So the queen of cups is for love and nurturing. So that's the heart aspect. Right. The queen of pentacles is for the physical body mm. and her resources. And mm. then the queen of swords is her mind, her right. intellect. And the queen of wands indicates her... Her creativity, passion, and desire. Right. I see. So, I mean, there are many ways to see how cards share meaning or reflections with each other. It can Mm. be in like a numerological aspect. It could be in terms of symbolisms as well. So there's no one way to look at how they share things actually. Right. And I think that there are also a lot of like resonances within the tarot where they're not directly related, but mm-hmm. you could sort of see them in light of one another. Right? True that, true that. Yeah. Okay, so our last question. A lot of people look to tarot to predict their future. Is that future that's read by the tarot locked in? Definitely not. At mm. least with the readings that I've given other people. I mean, um, usually I just give them like what the circumstances are, what are the likely outcomes. Mm-hmm. But the way that I practice tarot is for people to be able to have a practical way of looking at things. Right. So it's really important for me in a reading to tell them that, yeah, I mean, these are what the cards are showing you, what things are going on in your life. But this also means that you have an opportunity to do something about it. Right, right. Exactly. I think that that part's very important because I feel like sometimes a lot of people come to tarot because they're kind of tired of deciding. You know, like they're tired oh, of yeah. making their own decisions. <laughs> so they're like, can you help me? Like, <laughs> I mean, admittedly, I am guilty mm, of that. Same. Some, sometimes. Same. I mean, yeah. I mean, sometimes I just want to drink. So I ask the cards. So it's just, <laughs> what's going to happen if I do? And then I get like, a nine of swords. Right. And I'm like, yeah, okay, no, not a good idea. <laughs> right, right, right. I get what you mean. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but given that, I feel like, I guess we've been sort of practicing enough to sort of know yeah. that, that there is that element of choice even in the chance yeah, of cards. Exactly. Right? Mm. And I mean, in the end, like, a good tarot reader is supposed to empower you with the right. information that the cards show. Right. Yeah. So that's that's my answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, um, going back to the title of our episode, The Empress, Pregnant or Pregnant with Emotion. What is your take? <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> pregnant with more. More than just that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Like, there really is no way to separate her from like the concept of pregnancy. Not right. just like physical, of course. But yeah, when you work with the Empress long enough, she's quite multifaceted. Right, right. Yeah. She's a complex bitch. Yes. I love it. Exactly. <laughs> right. So thanks for joining us this week, Joelle. I am so I'm so happy to be here. I'm just saying. Like, uh, like we haven't collabed on anything for so long. So right, when you asked right. me, I was like, yes. But also, uh, pressure. No pressure. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I feel like you know so much about tarot. It's always like, which one? <laughs> what part do I talk about? Like astrology or like yes. the cards themselves. Yeah, yeah that, that's still an ongoing dilemma. <laughs> but yes, thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, Thanks for being here. And on that note, let's just go through the things we've discussed mm-hmm. throughout this episode. So, so far, we have sort of this discussion of the Empress as not just femininity, beauty, nature, although she has all of those things, but mm-hmm. also sort of as this very complex character that also covers like intuition, intellect, like nurturing the capacity to love people mm-hmm. and also to love yourself. Yes, yes. exactly. RuPaul Stream. is shaking. <laughs> Stream, love yourself. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes, so. <laughs> so thank you guys again for listening. And if you want more of the Capricorn Diaries, check us out on Instagram. It's at the Capricorn Diaries. Also check out Joelle at Mystic Tenola. The Capricorn Diaries is produced, recorded, and distributed by Big Baby Studios. They have a bunch of other great shows that you guys might be interested in. You can check them out at facebook.com slash bigbabystudios and at itsabigbaby.com. That's it for today and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye! Bye! Bye.